Good morning, New Life. It's great to be with you. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the discipline of rest. And what does that look like? Uh, what do we mean by resting? And our time is short. Our topic is big. <laughs> we'll see what we can do with it today. So when I think about rest, um, the question is, is what are we talking about? Is this the rest in which I am telling you, you need to go on a vacation? Uh, isn't that great? You can walk in tomorrow to uh, your boss and you can say to him, uh, hey, you know what? I need a vacation um, because my pastor said I need to take a vacation. Well, Hmm. As much as I want to be able to tell you to go tell your boss you need a vacation, this is a rest that is different. It's not about a vacation rest. I mean, sometimes I go on a vacation and I feel like I need a vacation for my vacation. Uh, no, this is a rest that the Bible talks about. That rest is really a Sabbath. It's a Sabbath rest. So let's explore. Let's look at some scripture regarding that and make some observations with it. And then uh, what are the implications? And then what are we going to do with it? So here we go. Uh, some scripture. First, starting off in Genesis. Might as well start right at the very beginning. Genesis chapter 2. And we read these words. 2, 1 through 3. So, the creation of the heavens and earth and everything in them was completed. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work and God blessed the seventh day and he declared it holy because it was the day he rested from all his work. Wow. My first thing that I look in this is that God rested. What do you mean God rested? If God is all-powerful, omnipotent, why would God need to rest? If he rested, then he can only be powerful. He can't be all-powerful if he needed to rest. So God didn't need to rest. And then the question is, is then why did God rest? The answer is this. It's very simple. The answer is he rested for us. He rested as an example for us that we needed to rest. Another observation is if you go back one chapter at the very end, the last verse, and you read that, that God looks over the sixth day, he looks over his creation. And when he looks over his creation, he says, my six days of working are very good. So he declares work as very good. But the seventh day, he declared as holy. Six days working, very good. Seventh day, holy. I need to keep that in mind. This is a day that he has set aside and he has declared it to be holy. Well, let's fast forward now. Several hundred years, we get to Moses. Moses is on Mount Sinai and God gives him the Ten Commandments. And, and we observe in the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, <clears throat> if you were to look there, you'll see that the first four commandments are about this relationship we are to have with God, that we will have no other God besides him, that we'll have no idols, we won't use his name improperly, that he, we will keep the Sabbath. It's all about our relationship with him. The next six is all about our relationship with one another, that we don't cheat, we don't steal, we don't lie, we don't murder, uh, all those things about how we you and I interact with our parents. All those things are about relationship with one another. Jesus breaks it down, and when he's asked about what is the greatest commandment, he breaks it down those two things. He says the first commandment that is most important is that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he says the second commandment is likewise that we love one another as we love ourselves. He, he takes those two. So 
I, what I want to observe as we read this is that as God gives us commandment of Sabbath, he does so in relationship. It's about relationship. So let's read what it says here in Exodus 28 through 11. Remember to observe the Sabbath by keeping it holy. So again, we come back to this part of keeping the Sabbath and, and, and it's holy. You have six days each week for your work, your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. You get that? It's dedicated to the Lord. It is for Him. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you and your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock and your foreigners living among you. For the sixth day, the Lord made the heavens and the heavens, the sea, the earth, and everything in them, but on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the seventh day and he set it apart as holy. So we have this relationship in there and then part of our relationship with God is that we observe the Sabbath and it is holy. So, so consider for a moment, and I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious here, but consider for a moment that I was to teach my, I, I taught my boys, uh, we had two boys, I taught my boys, listen, you know, we've got these, these Ten Commandments, and you choose which ones you want to really commit yourself to. You know, my son came to me and said, well, you know, Dad, I, I, I see all nine of these are all good, but, or all ten of these are good, but there, there, there's one that I, I think I just, I, I want to be a liar. You know, I, I think I'm not going to stop myself from lying. Uh, that would be ridiculous if I said, okay, that's all right, son. What I want us to see is that we look at all these commandments and we say, yeah, they're important. All of them are important and we should observe them all. Then the question is, is why aren't we observing the Sabbath? I think we need to do more studying on the Sabbath. What does it mean? Well, let's move into our last verse. And, and this is in Mark chapter 2, 27. In Mark chapter 2, 27, Jesus is with his disciples before that. They're walking in the field. They're hungry, and his disciples reach out. They pull some grain off of some plants, and they start eating it. Some Pharisees see this. They're the keeper of the laws. They're the ones that make sure that people uh, keep the Sabbath or the Shabbat, and, and he, they call him on the carpet on it, and they say, hey, what are, your, what are your disciples doing? And Jesus makes this statement in verse 27. He says, the Sabbath was meant for man, not man for the Sabbath. If you break that down and you look at the words that Jesus used, really what he is saying is that the Sabbath was meant to serve man. Man was not meant to serve the Sabbath. Don't become a slave to the Sabbath, but allow the Sabbath to do what it's meant to do. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But I want us to see that the Sabbath is a gift. What do we do when we're given a gift? We actually receive that gift. We, we, we participate with that gift. Um, we see it as something very precious. And, and, and so God has given us the Sabbath. He's demonstrated that he, he does the Sabbath. He's commanded us to do the Sabbath, but we're not to be a slave to the Sabbath. You, you know, the, the, this has become so ridiculous amongst the Jewish people today as they practice it. They, they, they actually have explain what it means not to work on the Sabbath. Toilet paper, for instance. Get this, toilet paper. On the Sabbath, on the Shabbat, when they're practicing the Sabbath, they cannot use toilet paper. Okay, well, they can use toilet paper, but they, only, they can only use it if they have pre-torn the toilet paper prior to Friday night when the sun goes down. So somebody's given the task to rip the sheets of toilet paper off. 
heaven forbid whoever's given that task doesn't do enough. Or even worse, what if somebody uses more than their share? What are the next people gonna do? That's how ridiculous it becomes. And that's really what it means for us to be a slave to the Sabbath. So the question is, is what is the purpose of the Sabbath? What does it do? Here's what I think God's intent and purpose is. Is that it's holy because it allows us to be restored from all of our work, all of our labor. It restores us. It restores us spiritually. It restores us physically. It restores us mentally. It restores us emotionally. It restores us in our relationships. It is meant to be a restorative act that we do, and we do so in the realm of giving glory to God. I like what John Mark Comer, he has written a book, and, and it's the uh, Ruthlessly Eliminate Hurry is, is the book. And in it, he writes this, uh, but the Sabbath is a primary discipline or practice by which we cultivate the spirit of restfulness in our lives as a whole. The Sabbath is to the spirit of restfulness what a soccer practice is to a game or a band practice is to a show. He goes on to say, it is how we practice, how we prepare our minds and bodies for the movements that matter most. That's so good. He quotes Walter Bergerman, and, and, and Walter Bergerman says this, people who keep Sabbath live all seven days differently. That's really good. So what, what do we do with this? What are we? What can we do with this? As much as I would like to tell you, this is, what you, this is how you need to practice the Sabbath, I actually think that we need to study it more. I am waning on my practice of Sabbath. Uh, I'm sorry to say, and I need, this has helped me to say, you know what, I need to re-engage with this. I need to make this commitment. Uh, it's not an option. I need this. Just like my giving back to the Lord is not an option. I need to do that as an act of worship. So I need to do this as well. So I want to encourage you to study. Study this. Uh, read some books. Read John Mark Comer's book on the ruthless, ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Uh, Google the Bible Project. They, they've got some good videos on the Sabbath. Google, go onto their website, then search in their website for the Sabbath, and, you, and you'll get some good content there. But, but study this. I would love to dialogue with you about what Sabbath looks like and, the, and more of the importance of it. Because really, Sabbath needs to be part of our lifestyle. Just like eating is part of our lifestyle, just like cleanliness is part of our lifestyle, just like reading God's Word is part of our lifestyle, just like coming to church is part of our lifestyle, so the Sabbath, and I would tell us to study it. And then let me give you this. When you practice it, I like what John Mark Comer has to say. He, he actually says these four elements will be part of your practice of the Sabbath. So I, I'll try to give you a little bit more of a hint of maybe what this looks like. So the first is this. He says to stop. So one of the aspects of what, when you practice Sabbath is to stop. He, and he goes on to say, we cease from all working, all thinking about working, all worrying and all wanting about working. So first is stop. Second is rest. We rest our souls, meaning our whole person. Physically, we sleep. Mentally and emotionally, we calm down. 
relax, process the week. Spiritually, we, we cease our striving. We rest in God's love for us through abiding. So we stop, we rest, and we delight. I love this one. We pamper our souls with activities that spark joy, wonder, gratitude, and happiness, such as eating food, walking in nature, spending time with family and friends, listening to music, playing games. Really, at the end of the day, it's about just having fun before God. And then last is worship. And when, what we mean by worship is we index our hearts towards grateful praise and adoration of God, and we surrender our lives to Him one week at a time. I hope this has inspired you. I hope that it, it will cause some dialogue in your home to say, wow, maybe we need to figure this out. What would it look like if we actually practice a Sabbath in our home? Let's talk about it. I think it's worthy of it. I think it's necessary. I think we are missing the boat in our own spiritual lives and as a church by not practicing the Sabbath. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for, thank you for commanding. Thank you for demonstrating. Thank you for explaining the Sabbath to us. Lord, help us to stop and to ask ourselves, are we really engaging in the Sabbath practice as you called us to, Lord, as you desire for us to? And Lord, then may we find ourselves re-engaging in what it means to practice the discipline of Sabbath. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you go this week. Um, know that God is with you and we are praying for you. 